0: easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals the Podcast. My name is Mart, I'm your host and this week I'm joined by another fabulous guest, So I first met her at an event last month and we chatted, we just got on straight away. We ended up even sitting next to each other for the whole event. I mean, lucky her. Christ, sat next to me for two whole days. And the reason I've got her on the show is that her line of work is just so interesting. So I'll let her introduce herself shortly, but just please give a very warm welcome to Emily Patricia Fair. Emily, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How
0: are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, very welcome. Um, So Emily, would you like to just basically start by introducing yourself to the listeners and, you know, telling us a bit about your spiritual journey so far and how you are where you are today?
1: Yes, yes, of course. So um, I run Calm Space, Calm Mind, and I am a Conmarie consultant, professional organiser, I do home staging and energetic home healing, and I'm even training to be a Feng Shui consultant. So I'm <laughs> looking at homes from every different angle. Um, and my my spiritual journey. So I was always into woo woo on the surface. Um, but my my journey it was a, a little bit like you, Mart. It was a bit of a traumatic. Um experience. So my um, first daughter was diagnosed with leukemia as a baby. And um, she she had a very rare form of leukemia, and um, she had to have a stem cell transplant. We were in hospital for months and months. And we just come out of hospital and then my mum tragically passed away um, very suddenly and um, I was also at this point heavily pregnant with my second daughter. Um, Literally she was born uh, one or two weeks after my mum passed away. So um, yeah and obviously that all sent me into a crazy um, whirlwind of Grief and not knowing what to do with my life and, and where I was in the world. It had always been just me and my mum hmm. um, my whole life. So her not being there anymore was like, ah, what do I do now? Um, And I started working with a lady who, um, she was a sleep consultant, actually. So on top of uh, having leukemia, my daughter also never slept, oh, <laughs> which <God>. was... <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so I started working with this lady who really helped us but she was also an energetic healer mm. and she really introduced me to um, energy work and I'd always been into crystals and things but she helped me to connect with them on a deeper level um, and to really start looking at law of attraction, mindset, mindfulness, um and really about how everything is energy and how that all impacts um how we move forward in life and how we cope with things. So yeah, um I then had a bit of a mental health breakdown um when I was pregnant with my third daughter um and in that time I really so I I hit a bit of a low and I was unable to leave my house. I couldn't speak to anyone Um, and I was later diagnosed with autism, um, which really helped me again with my healing journey and to understand who I am and I I just went deeper and deeper into... um, energies and a lot of past life regression and a lot of um really looking deeper into how I could support myself energetically and how that was manifesting physically for me in me not being able to speak um problems with my throat chakra and me not being able to leave the house because I was just so impacted by the energies of other people and um yeah I I started working a lot with um, crystals has always been like the thing that I'm, I'm really drawn to. And, um, and I also um, work a lot with angels. And since then I've really connected with fairies, which everyone's like fairies. What's that? But (laughs) Um, that's what the energy that I really connect with. So I have to be really careful because I float away a lot and I have to really ground myself um, a lot. So I then went on um, and I discovered Marie Kondo Mm. and I have always thought of myself as this really chaotic, messy, crazy person who can't hold down a job, can't hold down uh, life, can't ever like keep tidy and stuff. And I was like surely this lady can't help me. Surely this like (laughs) decluttering, this isn't, this isn't going to work. I know she says it works for everyone, but it's not going to work for me, but I did it anyway. And I was so surprised at how much it supported my continuing healing on like another deeper level. Mm. And um, just, I was so unaware of how much I still hadn't let go of, even though I'd done ridiculous amounts of work And I'd done that on myself, but I'd forgotten about the physical stuff that I had around me and how much that was impacting my life. And it was just so huge for me that I was like, I have to share this with other people. Like, I just can't keep this a secret. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I just, it's been such a huge impact for me. And I... I know there's so many people out there that would, would feel like me and think, well, no, I'm, I'm just chaotic. And that's, you know, I, I yeah. can't ever get on top of things and don't get me wrong. Although I am a professional organiser and comrade consultant doesn't mean that my house is like a show home for <laughs> <laughs> three young children. And, uh, you know, it gets, it gets a bit crazy at times, but I, I don't, I now can pull it back whenever I need to and I can create that calm. Yeah. And I just loved I really connected with Marie in the sense of how spiritual she is and she really she talks about the energy of the home and she's so respectful of working with the home and blessing the home and all of our things that we let go of, of thanking them and being grateful for what they have provided for us, rather than just "oh, I didn't need it anymore, chuck it away," or like "oh, this is useless to me." But really feeling into that gratitude, and I just loved that because um, it just really ties in with all of um, what I I believe in and what I've, has really helped me on my journey, and it's just. Um, another another aspect i was listening to to one of your podcasts about um you know there's there's so many different elements that we need to be thinking about all the time you know it's not just doing one thing and thinking that then everything's going to be rosy and wonderful for us and um, our homes and our spaces sometimes get forgotten because we don't have have the time or the energy for it so for me I really love being able to work with people on that level and really help them to create those spaces and and continue their healing journey in that way sorry I've waffled a bit no no you haven't (laughs) at all
0: and I mean I think it's all really relevant as well but I just want to start by saying thank you for sharing that story because a lot of what you said will resonate with other people and even going right back, like I knew your diagnosis of autism because you shared it with me at the event, but I didn't know half of your um, backstory and things like that and about your daughters and your, um, you know, your like mental health issues and things like that. So it's really interesting because a lot of people will resonate with that. So thank you so much for sharing. And obviously my, one of my biggest questions was about uh, being a Conmary consultant, what that actually involved but now that you've explained it I have spoke about uh, Marie Kondo on the show before and I have spoke about you know tidying up on Netflix and things like that and you're right she's just so grateful isn't she and it's like yeah. rather than just chucking an item about, she will show sheer gratitude and basically like feel the appreciation for what it's brought us even if it's just a t-shirt or an mm-hmm. old pair of socks it's served its purpose and yeah. I think the 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 amazing thing about this as well is this episode goes out on the friday the 5th of may and it's actually a full moon and full moons are all about release work so i think this is the perfect <laughs> yeah it's the perfect episode for today so yeah thank you for sharing that so yeah. what i kind of want to know is what are some of the common challenges that your clients face when kind of decluttering their homes because i've done it myself i've decluttered um i've gone through like feng shui principles because straight away you can see my front door to my back door i've got a shotgun house as they call it um and obviously the energy goes flow straight through the front door straight out the back door you know like how can you help people when you go in their homes how do you overcome those challenges
1: (sighs) Um, so I think um one of the, the biggest challenges for people is the letting go mm. and and the change, which I can really relate to because um being autistic changes like ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um so I I really take the gentle approach and that's um the the Comory method is is very gentle in that way and it's all about starting with um the easiest things, the things that people have the least attachment to. So Marie has her, um, her system is you start with clothes and then you move on to books, then paperwork, then kimono, which is basically everything else. And then you leave sentimental things till last um, because you hone your um, joy checking skills um, during that time. So, but I try to take that a bit further in the sense of so I had a client whose clothes meant a lot to them yeah um they had they were at the stage of their life where they were he'd finished with his business so he was sort of retiring and all of his clothes were all these designer suits and things that he was never going to wear again but it was a huge thing for him to let go so we didn't start with clothes Um, We started with um, books and papers, which was much easier for him. And we went back to close at a later date. So it's all about um, understanding where people are finding it difficult. Um, A lot of people get stuck in the what if conundrum. So, you know, we hold on to so many things because we're like, but what if, what if I need it again? What if this happens or what if yeah. that happens? And my God, I do it all the time, so I can completely relate. Um, but that's the biggest challenge to, um, to really help people with. And I think we, we all have this tendency to feel like we're being frivolous if we let go of things that particularly where there's a lot of pressure where you know you should reuse and recycle and you shouldn't you know all fast fashion and all of those kind of things that we're like oh well if I keep this because one day I might be able to reuse it for something else rather than throw it away and whatever and and I and I totally get that because I'm you know I'm all for being ecological and not just just chucking stuff away but That also can keep us stuck. And if we stay stuck, we can't move forward and fulfill our, our true life's purpose, which could be to do something really spectacular and to really help people. So you're holding on to this stuff because you're like, oh, I don't want to be wasteful, but actually you're wasting Your true life's purpose. So, I try and get people to really focus on their vision of their ideal life and what they want their life to look like, what they want their home to look like. And then we can always keep going back to that vision and going, Well, yeah, but where does this item fit into this vision? Where does all this clutter? How is staying how you are now going to help you get to where you want to be? And I think. When people are focused on a goal, it's so much easier to achieve because, because decluttering is, is hard. The motivation is hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to do.
0: (laughs) No, I was going to say that because my mom is and she's a self-confessed hoarder. Seriously, like she will keep tubs and boxes and things like that. Even like there was a couple of boxes that I unpacked here last week and they were huge boxes. And I thought I can't use them for anything. I'm just going to flat pack them, put them in the recycling And my mum went, no, no, I'll take them. And I said, what for? They'll go in the shed for something. And I thought, why? (laughs) Like, why? But ever since I moved into my own home, because I used to have two to three wardrobes, and it was full of t-shirts that I'd grown out of that I'd had for like 10 years. And I thought, why am I even keeping them? And I just felt a kind of connection to them because I'd only worn them a couple of times, but they were just sat there in the wardrobe. And I just thought, am I ever going to wear these again? No do do i even fit into them anymore no and then my brain goes straight to the point of but what if one day i will or what if yeah. one day i do and that's why i kept stuff so i'm um, you'll be happy to know i'm down to one wardrobe now and i'm down to uh, three drawers rather than eight drawers of jeans <laughs> <laughs> I am working on it, and that is just clothes as well. But with books, um, I don't tend to store books or paperwork because I always see it like I used to work in the NHS, and the NHS, as you can imagine, it was just overrun with paperwork. Yeah. So whenever I said if something is on a computer system and it's saved in the cloud or something like that, why do we need the papers? And that's one of my biggest downfalls. Um, well, it's one of my greatest (laughs) things, actually, because I I brought in so many things, rules in the NHS where basically within my teams I kept saying let's be a paperless team and not print things unnecessarily and stuff like that you know what I mean so how do you work with your clients to kind of determine what they should and shouldn't keep is it just the you know they spark joy or you know like what would you associate with items that you should keep or items that you should just discard
1: yeah so I mean one of the lovely things about um Marie's philosophy is is that there are no shoulds Mm. in it there's no sort of rules like oh you you can only keep 30 books or you can only do this but the one rule that there is is that it needs to spark joy and how because people go yeah but what what how do I know if it sparks joy for me so that's one of the first things we work on is is how where do you feel joy what um, so we we find items that they know really do bring a lot of joy to them and we get them to hold those items so that they can then think about how it makes them feel in their body and stuff like that so every item um, we ask them to, to hold first so that they can um, really connect and, and feel that joy but then when it comes to things um, like paperwork, which is just purely practical, um, I mean, there's some paperwork that obviously can bring joy, but um, is we talk about what other ways things can bring us joy. So say it's, um, you know, the deeds to your house. Mm. Yeah, don't throw those away. My friend yep. did that <laughs> and uh, <laughs> by accident. Um. And that's quite a an ordeal to try and get them back. So... But obviously the joy is that you own your own home. And so you want to keep those papers because they do, when you look at them, it brings you joy. Um, and also there's things that practically you need. So, you know, um, a toilet brush isn't going to fill you with joy, but if it allows you to keep your toilet clean, then it does bring you joy. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's kind of thinking outside of the box as well. Um, with with regards i mean paperwork is is the hardest one um because people are like, "Oh, but you know, what if I need this again like my my mother in law has every bank statement ever that um." she's ever ever had and every receipt as well for everything and, she's you know ever
0: it is, and this is so weird because my mom she started getting paperless um statements she went to the bank and they said they couldn't switch the paperless statements back on so she goes every month to to get them printed and then files them <laughs> and I'm like you've got that. the banking
1: app on your phone woman <laughs> yes I know it's it's um it blows my mind yeah my mother in-law's like but I have to have this receipt from twenty years ago because what if something goes wrong with that item I don't want to take it back really I just yeah <laughs> um so it it can be difficult to kind of um get people to to understand and mm. and I think that's okay if they're not ready yeah then then that's okay as well, and it's about just you know maybe they want to to let go of just maybe anything that's from the eighties and then maybe we might work to anything from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and and you just you just do it it it's at everyone's pace. If they're not ready then that's fine. That that's their choice. Yeah. Um but a a, a great place to start with paperwork if you really want to to get, get it down is um All the manuals and things. Yeah. Because let's face it, right? If something goes wrong with one of your items, where do you go first? Google, Google. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You don't go to your files and look out the manual. (laughs) No one does that. So why keep those? Because they're all available online. And the one thing we have to be careful with when we put everything online, though, is also decluttering our online spaces and um, that's a part of where um, we as consultants are kind of working with Marie to sort of start looking, bringing in that digital element a lot more because obviously when she first started, it wasn't such a Mm. huge thing in like decluttering books. A lot of people don't have books now because they only have them on Kindle and things like that. But even then, it's about... We don't realise how much our, our digital stuff keeps us stuck energetically as well. And having a really good clear out digitally um, is huge as well. It's
0: it's funny because um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I've got an app called Manifest with Mart. And um, in my membership group, we actually did a seven days of decluttering challenge. And on the first day, pretty much everyone went through and they were like, I'm going to do a digital detox and a digital declutter. And they literally went through and someone had something like 30,000 emails and she said these are going back like 10 years or something. So she literally clicked select all and delete all because she was like, (sighs) if I I haven't needed it in the last 10 years, I'm not going to need it now. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, oh my God, I was like buzzing. I was like, hi as hell. Yeah. That is
1: brilliant, yeah.
0: What would you say for someone, for example, though, when it comes to sentimentality? Because I've got a few items that belong to my late grandad, for example, and I don't want to really declutter those, although they are just sat in drawers randomly across the house and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you declutter something that's so sentimental to you as a person? Yeah.
1: So the first thing with items that are sentimental is you know uh, there's there are no rules with mm. it, with it you know if you if you need to keep it for whatever reason and if it if it brings joy to you then, then that's okay and give yourself permission to do that um I think what where I try to work with my clients is if you're choosing to keep something then then don't keep it in a drawer or yeah. something yeah. L- like have it out to, to bring that joy to you, create it, you know, bring it into your space as, as something that you can see every day and you can, can enjoy because um, items are there to, they they want to serve their purpose. So if they're stuck in drawers and things, um, you're not connecting with them and you're, they're not fulfilling their, their purpose in your life. So I, I, I have a lot of resources for people where they can have items made into cushions or um, like there's people that like do all sorts of things now um, with people's items. So you can repurpose them yeah, um, particularly clothes, but also um, other items that you can um, create displays with, or it's really nice like, to get box frames and put things in and create yeah. like a um a nice display in that way as well
0: um I even saw um, online there was like these acrylic pyramids I think it was and someone had put like bracelets and jewelry and things inside them and they set into these little pyramids and then they put them on the shelf and it's got like the jewelry on I think I might do something like that because I have got my granddad's um watch and his ring and they they are just sat there and I'll never wear them personally because they're not to my taste but Mm -hmm. I don't want to get rid of them I mean the watch has even stopped working but I don't want yeah. to get rid of it. you know what I mean? Because it means something to me. Yeah. Oh, it? They
1: create something beautiful out of it that you can then see every day and enjoy yeah. and, and allow that, um, allow that to spark joy for you. That that's the most important thing with sentimental items. And, and also just knowing that if you limit the number mm. that you'll actually benefit more from that. Cause it's quite scary, you know, and um, I was my mum's, only daughter. So I had the pick of everything. And it was like, oh my God, well what do I what do i get rid of and you know it took me years to whittle it down um and i think that's that's the thing as well it depends where you are along the grief process because you know um when we're it's it's more raw you need to keep more items and that that is really important for some people um and you you mustn't rush that process but um when you're ready the fewer items you have the more that you can connect and the more that they can can bring you joy and comfort so um definitely it's thinking outside the box and finding ways to 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 get enjoyment from those items not just keep them purely for um you know
0: yeah because you should yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so when it comes to you know like because most people live with other people like you live with your children i live with my mm-hmm. partner and dog that must be quite difficult then because say for example i like declutter the bedroom and i'll chuck everything out of the drawers and things like that what effect does it have on you then when your partner or your kids are, are massive hoarders and i'm saying this because mine is and yeah. what do you do in those sort of uh circumstances Is like, is that affecting your energy or because it's obviously still within the house? Or is it just a case of explaining to your partner what you're going to do and working with them together?
1: Yeah, I mean, clutter in a home will always have an effect mm. on the energy of the home. And that's something that we can't avoid. Mm. Um, obviously, items that don't belong to you will have less of an impact on your personal energy energy and are less likely to keep you stuck because then they're not connected to you in the same way. Um the way that I uh, the the biggest thing when you're living with other people is um is is showing the way to do it so you are you do it and they will follow. It may take them a long time (laughs) but they will um they will see the benefits and it's surprising how much of an impact you can have on people just by showing them how it's having a positive impact for you Mm. and they will feel that around the home and it's almost better to not sort of have those conversations because sometimes when you have the conversations people are like oh they're feeling attacked and they get really defensive and they can get you know they can cling to their items even more but if you're like look you keep whatever you want you know you do you but this is how I'm going to do things and in the communal spaces this is how I would like it to be then they will eventually come on board because the the way a home feels when you do that decluttering process and when they see that you're never fumbling around trying to find your keys or not knowing where anything is, they're going to be like, I want a bit of that. (laughs) And it will, it will slowly, um, will have an effect. I had a client who, um, so I started with her. She just wanted me to do her her dressing room, but we ended up doing her whole house. Um, and her husband really wasn't on board at the beginning. And he was like, why are you wasting your money? This is just ridiculous. And then he, off his own back, went and decluttered his... Um, he had like a, a, a room for him and that had been a music room and had just got so cluttered and he decluttered it and he was playing his guitar again and creating music. And it was just amazing because he saw what an impact it had had and, um, and how just putting that time in really helped. So, and particularly with children as well, you know, children copy. So if you show them how to to do things, then they they will follow and they will will learn to do it it may take time <laughs> my take. girls are, <laughs> are still learning but you know they get there in the end
0: so once that initial commary process has been completed how do you kind of maintain that your clients keep this organized and clutter-free home then do you have like a follow-up plan or is it something that we should be kind of reviewing every 6 months or 3 months or every year what's the plan yeah
1: so this is where i i differ slightly from um marie i shouldn't say that should i (laughs) um because and i think that she um she is realizing this as as well now particularly um with the birth of her third child is so originally that she created the process so that you never had to do it again and by the end of the process it was done Mm. and you the the reason it's um We don't rush the process because it's about people changing their habits and changing the way that they live their life. And that's what um, I really like to work on my clients is the why and particularly, you know, our our spending habits and how much that we're bringing into the house all the time. So um, I talk to clients about the one in, one out system so if you're buying something you know what are you letting go of to make space for that to come into your home and things like that that um that people um can can implement into their lives that really help them to maintain it so we kind of do that as we go along so my hope is that by the time i get to the end they've really got a lot of these um sort of systems in place for them to maintain it but i i I believe that it is something that you do need to do regularly. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's a good thing to do at least once a year is to declutter, not necessarily all at the same time, but to declutter the different areas um, of your home and the digital and all of that, because um, it does, it does need maintenance and it's not something that you can always do, Daily, particularly digital, um, is a really good example of that because, you know, you can't be checking files daily to know whether you need to get rid of them. But, you know... um at least once a year or a couple of times a year, if you go through all of that and just get rid of all the stuff that, that is no longer relevant, um, it just helps you keep on top of things. And um, and with children, again, it's a big thing because they hit different stages of their lives, mm. as we do as well yeah. um, as adults. And so, you know, times change and it's really good to revisit that. I, I moved house um, at the beginning of the year and I decluttered again um partly because we were downsizing slightly but also because um you you reassess how you're living and what actually still brings joy and I think it's really important to keep doing that um on a regular basis so my clients a lot of them feel able to do that on their own as they go forward but if they don't then absolutely you know I offer follow-up appointments for people to be able to to just have that opportunity to to sit down and do
0: that. It's the perfect opportunity as well, isn't it? When you move in house, especially because you're literally mm. taking every single thing out of a room, putting it in a box yeah. and deciding then and then, are we taking it? Are we throwing it? I know when we yeah. moved house four years ago, we we chucked a load of things. Like we took a lot of stuff to recycling. We also have free cycle in Newcastle. I don't know if you have that down yes. there. Yes, um, yeah, we did. Where you yeah. can put on like a little community hub and people come yeah. in from you. And it's just amazing, isn't it? Because even little things like when we got our new kitchen we bought, you know, a Ninja air fryer. It was before they were bloody massive and before like the whole pandemic and stuff. It was (laughs) the start of 2020 before the pandemic hit. And we bought one and it has like a slow cooker in it. It's got a steam pressure. It's got an air fryer. And I was like, we can now get rid of our slow cooker. We can now get rid of the steam pressure cooker. We can get rid of that huge pot that we've been using for years. And we were able to get rid of about four different items and replace it for this one Like, this is amazing. We've got so much more bench space now, so much Mm -hmm. more cupboard space. Do you know what I mean? So it it does surprise you when you actually declutter. And like, I love what you said there about one in one out. And I'm going to start Mm -hmm. and take that on board, actually, because I'm always buying the odd T-shirt here and there. And then sometimes they sit in the wardrobe, like with just tags on and stuff, and I'll never wear them. And my wardrobe yeah. gets so full, the bloody rail falls down all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's the reason. A sign. Point, one in, one out. You know what I mean? Like, I should be yeah. getting rid of one, one that I don't wear, or one yeah. that I can just donate a charity. It's amazing. So
1: thank yeah, you. and that you saying about the tags on there—that's another thing that Marie says—is that when you buy things, that you should welcome them into the home. So you should unpack them straight away. You should take the tags off. Okay. You should um, connect with the energy and really welcome them in because when they sit there with the tags on or in bags or boxes and things that they're not um fulfilling their purpose and they're not energetically, you know, connecting with you and being welcomed in and it's um it's a really nice way of of sort of thinking about it. I I'm terrible because um when I buy new things it takes me a moment to unpack them like it's a my autistic brain can't cope with the, like... <laughs> in the but I, I try I try and be much better with it now because I used to let things sit for, like... Oh, God, they could sit there for months, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Um, so I'm much better with it now because I'm bringing less stuff into the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it makes it so much easier. It, it's We we live in a society where it's so easy to just bring more and more more stuff in. and And when you actually stop and think, do I need it? Um, and and what am I going to, what am I replacing by bringing this in? Yeah. It, It does make you stop for a minute and, um, stops that clutter building up again.
0: Yeah, it does. That's been some really valuable tips there, actually. Um, can I just re- briefly discuss um, your old mm-hmm. crystal business? Because I can see some crystals you behind you on your lovely little yeah. shelf. And, <laughs> um, I know that you reached out to me a while ago, didn't you? Like, And um, you basically have, your, well, you had your own crystal business and you kind of swapped it for that being a conmarie consultant mm-hmm. and um going into this line of work so yes. what was it that made you kind of jump ship from crystals was it that it was really difficult or was it that your energy was more aligned with this kind of work or what was it that made you choose this
1: yeah well it's a bit of both really um so i mean you'll know that selling crystals is um not the easiest thing to do it's um very time consuming it's I mean it's amazing I mean god getting to work with all those crystals all the time was just like I used to think every day god how lucky am I to be able to connect with all these yeah. energies without having to you know it was amazing and you know I met some amazing people and it was um so I had a physical shop as well so it was lovely people used to come in and it, it was it was great but it's really hard work and it, it's hard to um to make a living from because people love crystals but they don't understand necessarily the cost of them yeah. and particularly um how much effort goes into sourcing them and particularly when you're trying to source them ethically and um and stuff like that and, and obviously just um shipping them and things or you're packaging them up it's just it's a lot because they're so fragile um so many of them and I I love helping people I love connecting with people and it became um harder and harder for me to do that because when you're spending so much time just sourcing the products and you know just when you've got it's not a case of having like two or three products Mm. you've got hundreds of them and they all need, you know, cataloguing and photographing and dealing with it was it's just it's huge and people don't um don't really realise that. You think, oh yeah, let's start a crystal business, but it's it's um it's a lot more more work than that. So I started running workshops and things and and then I got into um all the decluttering and I was like, yeah, this is a way that I can help people. And without it draining me. Yeah. Um, Because that's what I was finding was that although I was able to help people, I couldn't help them as much as I wanted to. because I was being drained by the practicalities of of running a crystal business.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a lot of energy. And I don't think people realize because I Mm. often get messages from people saying, hi, you've inspired me to start a crystal business. Um, Where's the best place to start and things like that. And I get these messages (laughs) so frequently, honestly, maybe four or five messages a week. And I'm thinking you just have to like do some research and go away and think, is this really for me? Because it is a lot of work. And like you were saying, like the ethicality, uh, people want ethical based crystals. People don't Mm. want crystals. that's being mined by a little small child that's getting paid like three pence an hour. Do you know what I mean? They want ethicality. And I've spent the last two years building up these relationships with mines across the world, you know, in Brazil, Colorado, uh, Australia and stuff like that. And what people don't realize is when I go to do an order with them, I have to sit on a call on video call for maybe an hour or two. And I do that a couple of times a week. And, you have to spend a minimum spend and you have to buy a a minimum weight in certain mines and things. So because I'm running uh, low on amethyst tumbles, I can't just go and buy amethyst tumbles. I've got to buy amethyst tumbles with about 50 other products to make the price up. Then you've got to pay the duty fees and the, the, Mm -hmm. the, what's it called, like when they they shipped over and stuff, all the shipping fees, all the packaging, all the postage. And then they come and then sometimes they're broken. So then you've got to go backwards and forwards. Then you've got to photograph them, like you say, list them on your website. Then you get charged left, right and center by PayPal, Klarna, ClearPay, card fees. And then you've got to post them. Then Royal Mail to rip your eyes out for the postage and packaging and oh my god there is just so much to think about and yeah. then before you know it you've run low on something else and then something's out of stock and then you get messages when is this back in stock and i'm like i literally can't tell you when something's coming back in stock yeah because i just yeah. don't know there's so many factors isn't there
1: i know that's it and because you want to have such a range as well mm. i mean there are just you yeah it's an absolute minefield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And it's kind of why I'm leaning more into the kind of coaching side of it and, you know, Mm. running the academy, because it's something that I can deliver instantly to people with by putting all my effort into it, basically. So the Manifest with Mart app that I've got at the moment, I'm able to give my attention and my focus to these people in my app instantly i'm not having to wait on other people and things being like sent to me and then sent out to them with instructions do you know what i Mm. mean it's it's just like a one-on-one conversation and i think that works a lot better for me in my business
1: i totally relate
0: totally
1: understand that
0: so you mentioned at the start your business is calm space calm mind and you've also got a blog as well haven't you
1: i have yes yeah which um is focusing more on the neurodiversity side so um i'm really passionate about you know everyone having um calm and accessible spaces yeah. um not just in the home but also outside the home so i eventually want to start working with businesses and stuff as well in really um helping them um to really support people and make um spaces and events more accessible. That event that we went to um together, it was mm. fabulous, but it wasn't um the most supportive space yeah. for a lot of people. And yeah. there was a lot of feedback that people found that quite challenging. So I just think, well that you know, we can change that. Yeah. And and that's what um what I want to be a part of and, and, and to help with because you know, I know how, how that can impact people in them not accessing support and accessing things that are going to help them to grow and develop because, you know, just because of the spaces, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's all about changing the culture, isn't it? And then the Absolutely. associated with that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, you'll get there one step at a time. I like oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah so what's next for you then emily if you could wave your magic wand jump three years into the future what would your life look like
1: okay so well i um i really want to um develop my um organizing business and i want to be able to take um take on more professional organizers to work with me um to so that we can connect with more clients um and on a wider scale because um you know I get so many people asking about the services and you can only do so much when you're one person on your own so that's what I would like I would like to have a team of people um so that we can be um covering a Um, a larger area of the UK. I also, as I say, want to be working um, with businesses Mm -hmm. um, and I want to um, be a part of the change in culture and in understanding of the impact of spaces, particularly um, workspaces. Yeah, I was and just about was-
0: to say that because the other day you mentioned something and the very next day it happened. So you put on your Instagram that basically um, you'd had an issue with strip lighting in a building.
2: Yeah. And the
0: very next day I was at adoption training and one of the women in the room said, Excuse me, would you mind? Because it's an old school building. She said, Would yeah. you mind turning the light off? I'm getting a really bad migraine. I'm sat here with my sunglasses on. And she asked for that strip light to be turned off. And I was like, mm-hmm. Do You know what? I'm sat in this office right now. Luckily, I've only got two there, but they are really bright. And sometimes I do get a migraine and I'm thinking, is that because of the space I'm in? really important to look at everything isn't it like it
1: really is and, and we're so often not aware mm. of the impact that the space is having on us and then there's all these people going god why am I not coping with life why am I you know finding it really hard to concentrate why you know do do I feel like I can't be around people or why do I and it's not it's the space yeah. that's, that's draining them or causing them to you know not be able to perform in the way that they would like to and and that's where I'd really you know businesses would really benefit from looking at their spaces in terms of productivity with staff um in terms of well-being and um less sickness and things because people are being affected and um it doesn't have to be that way
0: amazing so where can people find you then, Emily, if someone was wanting to come to you for some advice or to even work with you?
1: Yeah, great. Um, well, I am on Instagram, which is calmspace underscore calm mind, I think, okay. <laughs> and um, and I um I'm on Facebook as well, Emily Patricia Fay, and my website is um, emilypatriciafay.com, so you can connect with me in any of those ways. My blog is um, on my website as well, so you can have a little um, read of that. I've got... um, I must i've got a whole load of blogs that i need to upload on them actually <laughs> and i'm pretty really behind with stuff um yeah so just um it would be lovely to to hear from from anyone who's interested and wants to learn more just um give me a dm or um check out what i try and put you know lots of info on my instagram i'm, I'm on instagram mainly yeah That's the best place. You always
0: put a lot of like interesting posts on about decluttering and things like that, don't you? Yeah. 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 Very thought provoking. Well, what I'll do is I'll also put your contact details in the show notes. So if anyone does want to get in contact with um, Emily, they can just click on any of the links in the show notes below. So is there anything else that you'd like to promote, Emily?
1: Yes, um, I have a couple of offers for your listeners, actually, if they're interested. So I do um, distance home healings, um, energetic home healings of the home. So if anyone's interested in that, then I'm offering 50% off. Um, I can, I'll I send you the link, Mark, if that's OK, you can yeah. pop in. And it makes it only £25. And right. I check your whole home um, and do... Um, any cleansing that needs to be done from a distance. And then I advise you on anything that I think that you need to do physically in terms of cleansing. And then I protect the home as well. Oh, I love that. And um, I also, so with my comory consulting and professional organizing, I do work virtually as well with people. So, um you, if anyone wants to book on for a free assessment they can and if they say that they've um listened to me on the podcast then i'll offer them a 20 percent off the quote oh, for there's... um working with me so yeah
0: oh thank you so much i love that You're
1: welcome. my
0: listeners will be thrilled with that offer thank you i just want to say thank you so much for joining me i've really enjoyed our chat today you're welcome i've really learned a lot it's been
1: really lovely thank you for having
0: me you're very welcome thank you for coming on and for anyone else wanting to contact emily like i said just uh, click the link in the show notes and i will see you all next friday for another episode of Penny Crystals, the podcast thanks very much guys bye